Where do you draw your inspiration from, from like your lyrics and everything? San Diego or go back up to Oregon and see friends, but how old are you? Be a lot of drive. By the way, just thinking about all that stuff, I want to. Twenty-four. Twenty-four, and do you feel like a veteran in the music scene yet, or do you veteran. feel like? You, yeah, I know it's a tough one to say, but probably not a veteran, but I definitely. Uh, I don't know. There's definitely the, the feeling of being like, whoa, like concerts, or that that initial like spooky feeling's gone away for okay. sure which is yeah. i love it because it's just get up do my job have a great time yeah anxiety is kind of leaving nice um awesome. you don't get like butterflies for a concert or anything i think the first you? show of a tour yeah. yeah but like by the end of that it's just mechanical man you're mm -hmm. just up there having fun and you're not really worried about other people's opinions or yeah. messing up or whatever so when you're at a show everyone is there for you so mm -hmm. i feel like that almost doesn't give you butterflies well, not but at, at the festivals. same time that's true not yeah. at festivals yeah Everyone that's watching that stage is normally there for you, unless they're trying to see the music. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I think that that feeling is better than opening for a bigger band, like if they're a headlining show. Yeah. Um, like we opened for Fanagram a couple of years ago, mm. and the feeling of being like, there might be a handful of people in the crowd and there for us was terrifying. Yeah. You know, because there's more judgment yeah. from their eyes versus like they were to go to see you, they, you could do anything. Yeah. And they're sure. just like stoked to be there. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. That's cool that people even like, I don't know, just you're standing on stage and there's just thousands of people that want to hear what you're saying. It's that's, wild, that's man. pretty sick. It's pretty, I tried to think about it too much because I yeah. don't want to like spook myself out at all, but it's uh, it's pretty surreal. You'll yeah. definitely have those moments where you're like backstage yeah. five minutes till you're called up and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's, that. It's pretty crazy. I, well, I have a question about just like the fact that you have fans uh -huh. and when you saw that happening. Because for all of us, when we're looking up Goth Babe and we see like, oh, he has two million monthly listeners. Like, holy shit. How did you get there? Like, what was that first thing that got you there? Do you remember like this moment that was like you just started blowing up and you noticed that? Or was it slow progression? It was, it's been mostly slow. There was definitely a pretty big kick with Sometimes. I released that song in 2018 of summer and the playlist landslide just started it was like added to a pitchfork playlist and then got added to this and that and spotify editorials it's sort of like today's radio yeah and uh that was probably the moment it's been like well things are starting to happen i don't have to like work anymore yeah i was like walking dogs for wag at the time damn that's it and making probably Crazy. like 50 bucks a week or something you know did you do anything else before that like for jobs? For sure, yeah. I mean, like all through high school, I worked like sub shops and uh, Panera Bread. That was terrible. <laughs> okay, when I was looking for uh huh, I saw that you were an underwear model. Is that Dude, you, how did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any power of the interview. Yeah. Photos, but, okay. um, uh, I saw some interview. Yeah, so uh, Calvin Klein did like an Instagram scouting when I was like 19. And we're like, you should come be in this wrap Simmons like underwear yeah. shoot. And I was like, sweet. And they paid me and you know, got naked, took some photos. No, there was underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what I was doing. So they uh it was supposed to be like Pittsburgh and all these models came, there were probably like twenty of us. Uh -huh. Take photos and the second leg of the trip was in Miami. 
And so I didn't, I was, I was the only one like, wasn't like a model. So yeah. I got kicked off. No way. Yeah. Out of 20 people, Damn. you're just like, well, how did yeah. they kick you like off? America's Next Top Model, you just get one off the Dude, time. yeah. Well, they were just, they just like didn't invite me to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I was like, oh, I got paid the same amount. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. So. What an experience, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Someone just DM'd you, slid in the DMs, and yeah. all of a sudden modeling for Calvin Klein. There's this, there's an art to modeling I didn't know. There's like a way of doing it. I guess so. Yeah. Brian, yeah, I really want to get into like your lifestyle because it seems like you don't pursue the fame part of music mm-hmm. or else you'd be living in Hollywood and 100% focused on it, but it seems like you really care about your lifestyle mm-hmm. and the music is just a passion that somehow blows up and gets you really popular for sure and you get to like use that as a fun thing but actually pursue what you want to do so yeah. i just want to figure out how you do that like how do you perfect that because it's so cool i think a lot of it is to a fault in the sense that i just like i'm just too stoked on too many things yeah. like I, i've never been able to just like settle down with one identity or like i am this is the thing that i do and so yeah every like six months i'm like into something new and i think that music was just one of the things that happened and yeah definitely one of the stronger things obviously and uh it ended up becoming my career which is pretty cool but um it helps it definitely helps a lot i think like fan engagement's way better when they can tell that you're not kind of shallow and in it for like yeah absolutely fame or kind of flaunting what you have and rather than just being like I'm just trying to enjoy life. I want to inspire you guys to do the same and kind of help plan it along the way and help other people. And, That's interesting because um, when, obviously we've heard your music way before we even knew we were going to do this interview, but when we found out we were going to do this interview, we found out through other people, like, yeah, you're just a really down-to-earth guy, sick. like, really cool, That's awesome. and, like, it's just been getting better and better, and you just show up that way. It's really nice to, Thanks, to know yeah, that, so... You. Yeah, especially because, well, it's, you're from Tennessee, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and you moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. I know a little bit of your backstory, so Sweet, I yeah, looked man. into it. And then three you, months. It's all lasted. Three, three months. months, okay. And then you flew to L.A., uh-huh. or drove, drove. Uh-huh. Ford Explorer, man. Ford, yeah, I had a Ford Explorer. for like two years. Hey, New York to L.A. That's a Old small, yeah. what year? Wow. 2000. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, I think that's, I don't know been around that. Really? Yeah, it's a good car. Good you have a little, car. like, the tap buttons on the side, you can get the keys, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the keypad. keypad on the yeah. door. Yeah, yeah man, that was clutch. definitely broken. <laughs> okay. But, Never uh, used it. And when I, when I, like, traded that car in to get my, like, I, I got, like, a 250, 96, I think, with a camper on it. And when I traded that truck in and paid the guy who saw Craigslist, like, $2,000 or something, uh, I think I left some CDs in the Explorer and then texted him, like, a month later. I was like, hey, man, like, got some sentimental mixtapes from, like, an old girlfriend. Can I, like, come get them? And he was like... Your car exploded. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like, He's like, "Yeah, it blew up. We were racing it." And I was like, "Okay, all right." I'll let you know. It's dead. It's just not a thing anymore. It's yeah. somewhere junkyard. That's a right. bummer. Yeah. Um, but along with that research, I saw some videos of you surfing and shred. Thanks, Where did dude. you learn to surf? So, in the three months stint of living in Brooklyn, uh, every day off, I went to Rockaway Beach and mm-hmm. would just put on like a six five. Is that the like the next step up from five four? That's pretty thick. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I would hop in one of those, booties, gloves, hood, the whole shebang, and I would go out and try and learn how to surf. And I was in, like, March in Brooklyn, so it was freezing. Uh, but I just figured, like, why am I why am I living here if I'm, like, every day off I'm going to try and learn how to surf? Yeah. Isn't that, like, a 30 or 45-minute trip? Just yeah, to dude, get there? It's, yeah. A, it's a beefy ride. Yeah. Maybe an hour t- tops from wow. where I lived on the train. It's crazy. But, 
uh, yeah, and then I, so I learned, I maybe went like three times in New York until I left, and then uh, when I moved to LA, in the, in the Ford Explorer, I remember I got a wetsuit used, a used <laughs> wetsuit, somewhere off like Facebook Marketplace or something, and uh, some junk like epoxy, it, it looked like it was like made of cardboard potentially, it was terrible. But I went out to Sunset, which is like, I guess, in between Santa Monica and Malibu. Sunset Park. Yeah, yeah. Wetsuit was on backwards. I'd like to sit <laughs> Oh, right no. Yeah, dude. Feature on Cook of the Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the guy? <laughs> and uh, I went out there, and I saw like a six or seven foot great white, like, reach the surface. Yeah, two separate times, like, just oh. came out of the water. Everyone was like, get out. Uh, and then there was some others, like localized, not local, localized, but like local looking servers that hopped in and they were like, oh, they won't mess with you. So that was like my first taste of like, okay. Yeah. Probably show a lot of sharks out there. Just live with it. Tennessee boys like getting real taste. <laughs> well, I mean, the videos I saw, you were like cross-stepping and everything. So you've definitely progressed since the backward, but what's your face? And the old banged up epoxy board. Yeah, yeah, man. It's pretty fun. Our surfer in Oregon is also awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sure. probably where most of the uh, experiences come in because there's like not a crowd. You can just wave back to back to back all day long. It's pretty awesome. So when we met last week, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know when I first knew that we were going to do this that you were already friends with Forrest uh-huh. and the Junshine crew. So I'm just curious when you first heard about Seeger. Was it through them or was it before that? Was it? I, I think I've probably seen Seeger advertisements on my Instagram because okay. I'm definitely one of those targets for sure. Yeah. You know, everything just adds up. Um, Sorry about that. You're good, man. <laughs> no, I mean, look at us now. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it was after I met Forrest and all that stuff. And I didn't even know Forrest was like friends with you guys. Yeah. But I saw an ad uh, again when I was in San Diego of like a 7-3 just doing donuts in the, yeah. in the dirt. And I was like, oh, like, what is this? And uh yeah, it's pretty dope. Like the next week or something, I went and bought a shirt. And so sick. From yeah. what shop? Seaweed and Gravel. Yeah. Encinitas, man. Yeah. Oh, that's epic. Yeah. That's a, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a core shop right it's there. It's one of my favorite yeah. shops. And what's, it's uh, Trailblazing shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sick. I, just, I looked at it yesterday and I was like, oh, man, I gotta remember that. So. The one with the that's awesome. Yeti smoking weed. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that he's smoking on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know. Sorry to <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. cool to hear. So, so guys, before we set this up, Oh, yeah. I like wow. went and bought a shirt. I was like, oh, this is a sick brand. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy that you bought a shirt before we set this up. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, man. I um, bought a small, a little too small. Went back and got a medium. Wow. That's a lot of effort for... I like the shirt, man. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's I got more of those. For sure. Yeah. So, speaking of just traveling, I want to talk about your rig, because mm-hmm. your rig is your tour bus. It is. It's everything. So, you're going to tour across the country in your camper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, lots of shows were planned. Um, I guess what today is Saturday, Sunday. So on Tuesday, I'm driving Tuesday to Tennessee. Sunday. I start the journey to, to Tennessee. So. How, how many hours is that? I just count days, man. It's like yeah. three, four days. Yeah. Is there a show in Tennessee? Is that why you're just going home? Going home, see the family, yeah. uh, visit old friends, just enjoy Fourth of July with them, and then our first shows all close up in Chicago. So gonna get there a little like a week early or something and practice with the guys. Just. We, I mean, we haven't played. We're going to suck for probably the first couple of days. I, so. I doubt that. We'll see you later. We just need, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to uh, get tight again. But So is uh, that's Johnny and your other boys like going to Tennessee with you? or They're not. So I'm just, they're going to be flying into Chicago. Gotcha. And uh, I think we're still figuring all that out because we've got Chicago. And then the next, like a month later, we're playing 
um, Red Rocks in Denver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Denver is that a Africa. tour or is that another like day festival or what is that? Kind of, it's all kind of like a tour, but it's all super separated shows. Yeah. It's not like an organized tour. You just no. have a bunch of destinations yeah. to go to. It's like, uh, we've been fiending for shows and we've just thrown a bunch of stuff together that works. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that rig is, is like my home until then. It'll be probably home until the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, I've got like a little it's tiny awesome. home cabin in Oregon. And that's where the, it's in between Portland and Mount Hood. So Did I got to build that back yourself. Uh huh. Damn. So yeah. you're like a woodworker and I wouldn't call myself a woodworker. You build a tiny home yourself. You kind of are. Yeah. yeah. You're more of a woodworker than most people. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it's fun though, man. Yeah. That was a blast building that thing, but I how'd, to how'd you learn how to do that? Um, YouTube, YouTube, man. YouTube university. Yeah. That's it. That's how I do it. Built skate ramps growing up too. So Sick. maybe some of that. Okay. But. I mean, none of it's like up to code. That's like the problem I keep having is like, I could, you know, move it somewhere, but it's definitely illegal. To like, move a tiny home, it's illegal? For sure, man. Really? Like the door is interesting. three inches too skinny yeah. for like to code. Yeah, code's you know, It's not wheelchair safe. Yeah. It's like it's ADA approved and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's not a window by the kitchen. I don't know. It's yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, we have, a, we have a show every year we do called The Roundup. And I've heard about it. Have you? Yeah, okay. in Texas, right? Yeah, in Austin. And it's kind of small, but people are showing up more and more. And like, we were getting some cool bands. We do some cool events. But this year is like our full blown like actual festival. We have like Sick. real artists coming. And I wish that we had connected earlier because you probably would have been down. And I mean, you guys are dead to me. It's fine. There's They're a rat down. right there. Oh, <laughs> dang. Johnny, man. Ran in between everyone's toes. <laughs> There's a we're, rat. We're doing this well. Yeah. This is, yeah, you guys are getting gold. Gold. Really? Gold. Yeah. I never, never heard Spencer say that. Usually just laughs at me. <laughs> and action. There's a rat right there. Oh, Oh shit. my God, it just ate his face. Case, could you please not talk about the rats? Those are nice men back there. Mice men. <laughs> Ooh, can we break the, the wall here? And can just, you like, just show start you guys? talking? Well, okay. Nope. No. Am I director right now? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So who's playing the roundup? Um, great question. We have Shooter Jennings uh, headlining and All the Laws headlining. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. So two of those guys. Um, we got a couple other awesome bands like Levitation Room. Sick. Um, we got Vincent Neil Emerson. Vincent Neil Emerson. Dope. Uh, Jesse Daniel. Okay. Yeah. Shannon Shaw from Lily. Shannon Shaw and the Clams. Nice. Yeah, Lily Mayola, which of course Which you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's what I found out about. It. It's and it's uh, hosted by? Hosted by uh, Ramonte McConnell. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Love cool. you, dude. Uh, the roundup's really sick. We have a lot of cool artists, and uh, one year, if not this year, maybe you can just like scoot in there, come hang out with yeah, us. And, I like, was interested about hearing about if he wants to surprise guests. Oh, so what month is it? November 6th and 7th. We should have. We should be announcing it the next before manager. the chairs. Manager, sure. manager, can you uh, figure out our date, please? And we're in. Let's keep it a secret. Let's keep it a secret. No, we're not keeping it a world. secret. The world needs to know. The world is now knows. The world now knows. <laughs> Unless you don't want to. I could them. just sell be there. No, yeah, you can just there. party. No, I might not. I think that would be even sicker. <laughs> just come hang out with us. I'm there. Post on Instagram. Don't show up. You did say that you were going to be between Colorado and Texas, right? September, point. October. Oh, I think forward. November we might be doing uh, LA shows. Okay. Not certain. 
What if we Stand tease by. you with a little Waco? Dude, what? Seriously? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there right now. Can we talk about this? Wait. Archons. We'll bring this up later. Sure. Yeah, we'll go to Waco. I'm going to have you ever surfed like it? Never have. It's, you guys surfed it. Yeah, we got to last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was it, it, is it all up to the hype? Like it's hard. It's sick. It's it, hard to surf. So you like the wave just kind of comes out of nowhere. You can't look for it. It just yeah, like, like, dude, comes it's up. It's hard to understand until you're there. But imagine just looking at a lake and there's a wall on the backside of the lake, and, all and sudden, the wave comes out of the side of the wall terrifying. right here and comes against the wall. So it's not coming at you this way. It's it's following the wall the whole way through. You basically it's really interesting. You set a, a number, and then all of a sudden this hump comes behind you. That's, and a, you that's just what I'm talking about. It's the hump just yeah. being like. Is there a, like a horn or something like no. some sort of It's just warning? like you just hear this like, <laughs> and then all your buddies are like, go 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 paddle paddle paddle. Uh -huh. You're just like, Fuck. Dude, you just gotta, like all of a sudden you're just standing. And you're like so confused. That's you're exploding. Wild. Yeah. Um. No, I, I just want to jump back into the music portion uh -huh. yeah. of your life. Um. And go back to Goth Babe, honestly. And just, I want to know, like, when you first named it Goth Babe, was that because your style of music was different and it progressed since then? Because what we hear now and your super well-known songs are, like, super, like, warm and fuzzy and surf. Not goth. Was it, was it, like, a little bit more on, like, the screamo punk side of things? It was definitely punk. Like, yeah? garage punk. You go to a show, there's crowd surfing, there's mosh pits. That was the vibe. It's pretty sick. Yeah, kind of. Do you still do that at all? No. Like, like crowd surfing? I, mean, I, I crowd surf, yeah. yeah. At the shows, I, I think a lot of the energy is still with the show. So it's like crowd surfing, I get in the yeah. crowd, I kind of like push people around and dance and stuff. Um, push people, people around very gently. I'm not like yeah. aggressive. It's not full blown mosh, like headbanging, but. No. You can still crowd not surf. Because there is still that like electric synth in your. Is it synth? Uh huh. In your music, so it still has that energy. It's For just not. Sure. It's not goth, right? Which is what throws people off when you say like, "Hey, goth babe, yeah." And they're like, "Goth babe, me? goth babe." Oh, the, you gotta listen to his music. The good news is, is like yeah. whenever you any band you listen to, you can think of their name, and you have to break it down to like see them see their band name as words. Yeah. Normally, you're like, "Oh, goth babe," you just think of their music, but it's like. The first, until you hear the music, you're just, just going to be thinking like goth and babe. That's just a strange name. Mm -hmm. My mom called me the day cool. I like changed the name from Fuzz Ghost to Goth Babe. It was called Fuzz, Fuzz Ghost before. It's a sick name. <laughs> she was like, what? I want to meet like, Ghost. Trust me, mom. Just trust me. Like this, I said those words like, it's a good name. Just trust me. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it is really unique. It's it throws unique. people off when you throw on your music. And a lot of people that have showed you music that maybe haven't heard of the name Goth Babe uh -huh. instantly know your songs. And they instantly Heck say, like, yeah. I know That's this. Awesome. I fully listen to this That's all the time. That's incredible. Yeah. When's it's the first time you've ever uh, been in the wild, and, or not the wild, but in public and been like, oh, whoa, that's my song. Like you're in an Abercrombie Fitch shop. Or what happened? Uh, I think the first time was probably a venue in Portland. Okay. I think I was going to see the band Hers, yeah. who unfortunately passed away like on that mm. tour. But uh, I walked downstairs and like on the overhead speakers they were playing Goth Babe. Wow. But in, in San Diego, ironically, there's been more like in-person sightings. And then even really? like, I'll go get like a poke bowl or something and it'll be playing. Yeah. And then I go get, go get tacos and it's playing there. Like in the same day? Yeah. You're like, and then in Portland that doesn't happen. So I don't know what, what's going on. People love you down here. Yeah, that's what's interesting yeah, is I so feel like you're more popular than you know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'd like to keep it that way too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so it's an interesting out. thing. Like if you ask a random person that you've never met and never encountered and they know who you are and listen to your music. Yeah. 
And that happened. Like, you have 2 million monthly listeners. 2 million. That's For crazy. Sure. It's yeah. pretty wild, man. Now, we've had yeah. some, like, big celebrations every, like, million marker. Yeah. First million, it was, like, all my friends got together. And I thought we were just hanging out. But then they, like, all started walking outside. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why well, don't I have a sparkler in my hand? And, like, nobody was, like, looking at me or talking to me. And then they went, yeah, happy one million. And there was like this big check they wrote that was like one million dollars for one million oh, listeners or something. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I did. That's where I got the rig with. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then the two million, I don't remember what we did for two million. Are you, are you almost at a hundred million now? I feel like you're. A hundred million? You might be pretty close. Are you? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I feel like two, you might be. I think we're just still at two million. So right has SNL hit you up? Wait, two million. Yeah. Oh, monthly, monthly listeners. listeners, but total listens. You might be close. Oh to man, yeah, for sure million. over a hundred yeah. million. Do you yeah. get like a anything from Spotify when you hit records or? I don't like think certain... so. You got to hit like a billion to yeah. get like a platinum, like platinum song, like uh, Post Malone's. Yeah, I don't know. You're not far off. <laughs> do, do you listen to country? Like, what? That's a uh-huh. random question, but I was yeah. what I was getting at was, what is your inspiration in terms of type of music or a certain person? <clears throat> um. One of my favorite artists who we listened to on the way here, just inspired by the Western theme, is Eddie Arnold. Mm. I love mm. Eddie Arnold. Yeah, wow, I've heard of Eddie Arnold. Yeah. Check him out. Um, but I also love a lot of like acoustic, folky stuff, especially coming from the South. Uh-huh. It's like caught up to me when I lived there. I was like, no, none of that stuff. But nowadays, like Mandel and Orange is one of my yeah. all-time favorite no, bands. So, so good. So yeah. good. Um, they changed their name to Watch House, by the way. So anyone listening, whoa, yeah, not, big yeah. news. Um, Gregory Allen Isakoff is also one of my all-time favorites, and he's now coincidentally our tour manager, which is pretty. Whoa, cool. not him, but his tour manager. Sorry. Oh my okay. God. He's like, I'm quitting the he's band. Like, what? Is it just like your tour manager? <laughs> Shout out. Uh, but yeah, a lot of like folky stuff. Yeah, but then again, I also just have like a playlist where you don't really know the artists. It's just yeah. a mashup of a bunch of different Discover Weeklies and so, but I mean, all over the board, man. Jazz, yeah. the country, the yeah. indie pop, and like top 40 pop. So, yeah. I have to say, I, I love that type of person, just open to anything, For sure. you know, because that's, you know, just I remember in college, uh, I was in a music. Actually, this might even be Elliot's story. Elliot isn't here right now. He's one of the co-founders, and he usually does this um, with us. He'd be sitting right here. Mm-hmm. I miss him. On his beach chair. But he's at, yeah. <laughs> but uh, pouring out for Elliot. Oh. We're, we're actually going shoeless tonight because he usually goes shoeless oh, during these nice. podcasts. He's fine, but um, <laughs> he's just going to make it. Yeah, going to make it. Anyways, um, I'm not sure if this is my story or his story. We were both in college together, but... Uh, in one of our music classes, um, the music teacher was asking, like, is there anything that, like, any music genre that people don't like? And everyone raised their hands, and every single person's like, country, I hate country, I hate country. And then uh, the music teacher was like, well, does anyone like Johnny Cash? And everyone's like, yeah, I love Johnny Cash. And they're like, well, you like country then. Uh And uh, that's always stuck with me. It's like people don't like a certain type of country, I think, but there's so much more to it there's right. like a deep genre oh, of so yeah. many blues yeah. you know there's there's even jazz into it there's there's so many different types For of like sure. ways that you can enjoy country mm-hmm. and folk and uh and so i just celebrate people that like understand that For sure and and know that even though you have a certain type of music there's other other musics out there that are beautiful as well so definitely yeah yeah, yeah man the bluegrass is definitely country too you mm-hmm. know? yeah absolutely 
Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to like different types of music and you start writing and you're getting all inspired, where do you record? Can you record in your camper? Do you have to go somewhere? Do you stop somewhere? I can. I can record okay. in a camper. Okay. Um, do you ever? Like, have you ever recorded a song in there? Yeah, like sometimes and Weekend Friend, like the top two famous ones yeah. on my, those were both recorded uh, in like my old 250 camper. Wow. With like a six pack on the back. Mm. Damn. Um, yeah, man. That was, I, I did, I, like having the tiny home now is incredible because I record all the stuff in there now. Okay. I don't have to like you know, pack everything up, put it back in a yeah. closet whenever you're done. It just like, lives there and you can like go cook and come back to it. And, um, but yeah, for the most part on this trip in particular, I've kind of gotten spoiled with having my home. So yeah. I've like gotten Airbnbs the past maybe like once every two weeks and I'll just do the whole spread, like pull all my music gear out and leave it there for like three days and kind of dig into it. Um, do you record just a handful of songs and see which one sticks after you record it? Is that the game plan or? Um, I don't try to like creatively exhaust myself, which I feel like it can tend to happen. So if I sit down and I write for like an hour, I'm just like, I'm going to stop. I don't want to like yeah. make this a habit to where like, I don't want to sit down. You know, I'm going to leave on a good note rather than leave on a bad one. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it might take me like three days to get a song that I get, but normally there's not really any like b-side songs yeah i'll normally start a b-side song i'll get like a loop or create a quarter of the song and i'm like meh and gotcha. then i don't i only keep the ones that i just will play for like two weeks straight i'll just play it every day and just you're excited dance about it, it. And i'm stoked on yeah. it and then i'm over it and i want to do a new one so it's like that every two weeks to three weeks or so are you ever in the water surfing and you come up with a song and you're, you just like run back to your camper and start writing down or how does that work i wish i could you know, and you're just like oh the waves <laughs> you're I just talking about yeah. something and i wish i, I wish it, i could know? do that yeah i normally for me it's like i gotta sit down and just start touring yeah. stuff and you know uh, tame impala's feels like we're only going backwards like that's what he did for that song he was like outside watering his grass and he was singing it feels like we it, what is it, was it? it only grows backwards Oh, oh what? It's like it only grows backwards yeah and then he like walked inside and wrote that song huh. why did he really, go with grows because his grass wasn't growing. Great question. Well, I'm just but saying, like, he went with goes, but he was singing He might grows. be saying grows secretly. Maybe. Yeah, he could be saying that. Or it's his title, his corporation behind his mm. music album. I'm sure like, you're <laughs> talking about plants here? You're talking about plants? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's interesting, though. Yeah. It's just so yeah. different because at the end of the day, when we're, when we're putting down pen on paper, mm. it's to name a product, and it that product goes away, you know? At the end of the day, like that product disappears and we come out with a new product. Right. But songs always stay on That's the spot. Weird, for, yeah. You know? Do you ever get sick of your songs? Any oh, of them? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like 80% of the time, once it hits iTunes, Spotify, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I That's don't want to hear that song. Because yeah. I mix and mastered them yeah. too, which is just this long process of. Yeah. Hearing it's it like over and over. Rough and over cuts, again. rough cuts. There's like 50 rough cuts until you get the one that you like. Interesting. So you don't go to different places to finish the song you do it all yourself yeah i think that's the next step though is yeah i'd like to enjoy the songs once they're out yeah and so we've talked about hiring people to mix and match that's crazy so that's a process it's a process for and sure man. i did notice that you have a lot of single releases uh -huh. like eps and you don't come out with a full album right is that something that is on the horizon like a full album or i think so you know everybody's yeah. everyone's attention spans are just like shrinking every yeah year. it's, it's smart better it's smart yeah yeah it's you a know, smart I, move it's like 
It's sad to see like the death of the every two year you put out like a 12 song record because that's like the dream, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's not as sustainable as just putting out singles and EPs all the time. But we have been talking about doing a record. Um, I've got like a pretty big backlog of like 20 songs or so. Whoa. And so. Can we hear one? Yeah, for sure. Can we? Yeah. Really? Uh, not one of the new ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> where do you, where do you draw your inspiration from, from like your lyrics and everything that comes into your songs? Is it from surfing? Is it from previous lovers, current lovers? Uh, you know, I guess I'll let you go with that. Yeah, I think uh, music generally comes second in line or even further down the line for me rather than like going to a music studio every day sitting down writing a song and that's like my job is to pump a song out um i try to like spend my whole week going out and surfing and enjoying time with friends and family and uh just enjoying the great outdoors and then at the very end of the week i'll come and just try to funnel all that awesome energy into a song and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i don't like put too much pressure on the writing so your, uh, your writing is just something that when you sit down and you're just like well here we go let's mm -hmm. see what happens yeah and for sure so it does come from some kind of subconscious or conscious place 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i mean it has to right so yeah that's another thing too is it's uh been like reading a lot of books on like consciousness and mm -hmm. you know, getting deep that's now, interesting. i want to get deep with you i want to get deep with you but uh i've you know but i think that the best music comes and creativity in general comes from our like unconscious state yeah. So generally, the only time I write bangers are like when I've had a couple beers and it's like 11 o'clock at night or something. Okay. And I'm like kind of like half awake and not really thinking too hard. The thinking kind of stops. Yeah. And the music kind of comes about. But Crazy. So yeah. your most important, or your most, sorry, not most important, your most popular song was that, that scenario where you were yeah. Yeah. in that state? Actually, no. Oh. All of them ah. except for the two most popular ones. Really? <laughs> yeah. And tell us yeah. those. Sometimes Weekend there. Friend were both written like middle of the day. Weekend Friend was like the easiest song I've ever written. It okay. was just like I got my keyboard out and then just played the keys and then everything was done in 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. It was incredible. That's insane. All the other ones sometimes take like days. I'll come back to them. And generally when they take days, you're like, it's not, that's not a good one. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's too forced. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because you want to write the song as yeah. like, it, you feel like you've already heard it, so you're just filling in all the space with what you think should go there, rather than like forcing it. I don't know, just so, digging for like things to put in. So. Yeah. Another thing I'm curious about was that we're obviously an outdoor company that does a lot of philanthropic stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we pride ourselves in that, and we've noticed that you, at least from what I've seen on your Instagram, uh, you have some philanthropic stuff as well. Do you want to talk about that at all? For sure. Like conservation. Yeah. Sort of you, stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I work with a company called Conservation Lands Foundation. Okay. Um, basically, the organization is a nonprofit that holds Bureau Land Management accountable for just not uh, selling off land. Mm -hmm. And not, I mean, basically, constantly our public land is being threatened by like energy farms or like oil and gas or mining yeah. and all this different stuff. And, and sometimes, too, it's like native reservations. So like native people are just continuing to just get the shitter end of the stick. Yeah. Shittier end of the stick always. Um, so yeah, like raising money for CLF is awesome. And then that in turn goes into creating new like national monuments to protect like sacred lands to natives. 
um, or just protecting the BLM that we have already. Like yeah. Joshua Tree is even a part of the BLM management, and um, it's pretty incredible, man. It's CLF's awesome, and they do awesome work. And um, I mean, we we did a little road trip. I drove through Montana with some guys not too long ago, and we stopped through a proposed monument called the Viquame National Monument. Um, it's like at the southernmost tip of Nevada, mm. and it's it looks just like Joshua Tree. Dang. There, we saw the biggest Joshua Tree in Nevada on what? on that national monument, and it's gorgeous. It's like yeah. 200,000 acres. And that's on BLM? Well, it's it's or basically it? all freed up land right now. I think the government does own the property. Um, or yeah, I think, I guess it would be BLM right yeah. now. Um, and so it was trying to be purchased by an energy company, but it's like sacred land to like three separate tribes. And so the whole thing was like get petition signs, make this a yeah. national monument. And it's like just on the cusp of going through. So that's well, really was, cool. Yeah. I just sealed deal. Yeah. I didn't know that that uh, company like supported BLM, which For is cool. Sure. Yeah. A lot of our trips are on BLM land. So yeah, I yeah, was going to say cool, yeah. to not, to not plug our stuff too hard, but like we, we started an initiative called Seeger community Sick. and it's basically a trip by trip push to get back to the local communities. So if, if there's any way that you you know we could work together That'd on awesome. doing something yeah. like that. Be really yeah. Rad. That's definitely yeah. something we would align with. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. Can Great. I get a bit more too? Mm-hmm. Like get an example. Let's yeah, I mean awesome. we do a bunch of different things. Like we'll either raise awareness for a certain like initiative or like charity, right? Or we just went to Mexico and we went to the Fundacion de Punta Mita, which is uh, oh, foundation Punta of Punta Mita. Is it near Punta de Mita? Yeah, 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 it's in, it's in Punta yeah. Mita. Dude, yeah. I love Punta Yeah, spot. it was awesome. That's that great. Yeah. yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, we just went for a day and donated a bunch of product and hung That's out awesome. and like learned about the foundation and it was fun. Got like a rain and sun bum to sponsor it and so cool. give out a bunch of sunscreen, sunglasses. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Cool, but, man. Yeah, we want to do just more stuff. Every yeah. trip we go on, we want to be able to do something. So For sure. it'd be cool to link up because, Definitely. yeah, like I said, almost all of our trips, we go to BLM. That's awesome. We just love BLM land. And yeah. That would be the worst thing for BLM to get removed and turn Dude. into electrical gas fields. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I, I hope that there's like this movement is like a thing. You know, yeah, rather than just these brands yeah. just trying to like scoop it all in at once, I'm yeah. hoping that guys like you and I are, I don't know, focused on just like giving back in some way. I think there's like, a lot of yeah, us. It's all so temporary, you yeah. know, like just businesses and and. I think there's a, there's a pretty heavy push against like corporate America and that For sense. Sure. Like, yeah, I, I mean, we're a corporation, so corporate America is whatever you want to call it, but there's definitely like. Have been a better push in the last like 10 years of people that are caring more about this kind of thing and and uh you know we all want to see our our lands stay the same and, right. and be the way that they are right. for the betterment of our outdoor activities and for the betterment of the environment and whatever it is whatever you want to like take into it the positivities of it um but all you can do is be goth babe and show it to the world i like this stuff right. and we'll be Seeger and push that same incentive. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully people follow along and For they sure. are, I mean, there's people doing better than us that, that yeah. stuff, you know? So yeah, it's, it's also hard cause there's a fine line that we found between doing good and whether it's money or donating goods or like actually helping with your hands 
and then promoting that you're doing good because you have to raise awareness. Right. But then you don't want to raise awareness in the wrong way. Right, so make right, it look right. like you're just doing this right. to raise awareness. So there's that fine line between right. doing it and then telling people, hey, we're doing this. This is the movement that we're trying to push. Right. You guys should join. And it, got, that's, yeah. it does get hairy at that point too yeah. because anything you do, whenever you start trying to help, some, sometimes people like do not like it. Oh yeah, I some mean, things get controversial. Yeah, like, why aren't you helping in this way? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm just trying to yeah, be a good person. Trying. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying my best. Yeah. You know, but totally. Uh, yeah, see, so see, so your community came off of an idea of being in the shower and just being like, we go on all these trips and we just drink beer and we don't do anything. Like right. we just go there and we take photos and we have fun and we shoot guns and like milk the area for yeah, what it's yeah. worth. and yeah. then we leave but how do we add some value to it yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. that's that's yeah. the initiative pushing forward and same thing with going and joining blm land yeah yeah is that what you guys totally. are talking about blm land or just even in general in yeah all yeah. of it yeah yeah for sure yeah. state yeah. national parks blm Man, yeah. public land it's all great. Is, is incredible yeah it is it and really it's is. like I, yeah i just hope to see like the next generation's generation like be, enjoy public land because even like those, um, the, like the national monuments and stuff like that, those are awesome places. Beautiful, beautiful. But you get there and it's like Disneyland. There's lines yeah. and yeah. just right outside the park, there's BLM and it's like untouched territory. You can yeah. go do whatever you want. And uh, that's kind of what we want to preserve. Like, For sure. We know that there's more beautiful spots. The places making money aren't going anywhere. Yeah. But the places yeah. that aren't that we only know about are the ones that might be up. For threat. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are like the raw ones that make you feel alive because you could do whatever sure. you want, you know. Yeah. So go skeet shooting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ride dirt bikes. Yeah. Make yeah. a fire. Enjoy friends. Yeah, man. Enjoy the land. Well, Pretty cool. Take, we'll play some music. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Let's cheers. get the guitar out. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get another one. Let's do it. Yeah. If you, you could, play a few songs. Uh, introduce Johnny because yeah. you know you'd be the best person to do that. Johnny boy. Yo. So this another is my. I'm, uh, I'm good right now. This is my drummer Johnny here. Yo, We've up, been Johnny? through a lot Welcome. together. Yes, we have. Oh, are you going on? Yeah, go right here. What's up, Johnny? Yo, how's it going? What's up, dude? How's it going? And let's see a little background on you. How'd you guys meet? Uh, so we actually through a mutual friend um, who played shows with him before on the West Coast, and he was. We were hanging out one night, and he asked me like, "Hey, do you want to play, you know, music with this guy that's moving out from New York?" And I said, yeah, sure. What's his name? I'll check him out. He says, Gothabe. And I was like, interesting. Check out the, you know, the discography. Learn all your songs, right? <laughs> I learned everything on the drums. And we meet up on the West Coast and he says, all right, you know all the old stuff? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I learned it all. And he's like, oh, scratch that. We're starting over. <laughs> like, all right, cool. And um, we kind of just hung out for Classic. a year. You know, we just were friends and hanging out and didn't really do anything musically for a while. And then... Uh, after some time, uh, we started picking up shows and doing more and more. Uh, and one of the crew guys here actually was at one of those, right? One of yeah. the first shows. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool one. Yeah, Larry. But yeah, just through a mutual friend, uh, you know. That's how it all started. Pretty cool. Right. Now, yeah. we're, now we're best friends. Yeah. On the oh, drive over here, we, were, we yeah. had the question for each other. It was like, man, if you got married tomorrow, would I be standing in your wedding? And it was like, oh, of course, bro. Yeah. That I was like shocked. That's yeah, when you of course, know, man. Yeah. That's when you know you guys are best friends. Yeah. yeah heck yeah. And. Sorry, okay. I mean, you so you play drums, mm. obviously. Mm. And what do you have here? Uh, this beautiful vintage uh, salad. <laughs> Great <Nice>. acoustics um, <laughs> for a beautiful evening of music. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to know that you guys are so tight, and 
obviously that's a really nice person to have on the road mm -hmm. for sure definitely yeah man would you like a beer by the way oh yes i would yeah, yeah. sure oh wow so yeah <laughs> what are you guys gonna play for us yeah i think we're gonna play sometimes yeah oh sick oh yeah are you ready yeah, this might take a couple of takes. That's fine. Right. We haven't done this in a long yeah, time. Like a year, hey, right? We're here for it. A year. All right. You guys all heard it before. It doesn't sound too bad. So we really mess it up. We can keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. See the sun when it shines, and others I might only see you. And I've ignored all the times that you might have wanted something to do. I've cut my heart on backwards to spend my only days with you. I've cut my dreams standing tall, I wonder if she has a clue. Decent. The whistling oh, was impressive. Yeah. Even the whistling. Yeah. Yeah. I started you know. at a lower tempo and sped it up, but you know, yeah. that's what Coors does. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Coors will do to you, dude. That's what it does. I think. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, man.
What else you got? <laughs> what else we got? Oh, you got anything we else? Go. Here, Here we go. go. Here we go. <laughs> Putting us on the spot. Oh, this one might not sound as Let's good. Let's hear 16 more. <laughs> oh, shoot. We got time. We got time. This one's a lot more like somber. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
was awesome, guys. Loves it. Yeah. That one's a little rusty still. Oh, yeah, that one. That's a brand. Yeah.